0: Sign system, i find you in the search and moving are great and being a the The sign system is everywhere you go. Do you know what that one is? you damn right I do. I mean, I am an old man. Of course I know what that is. It's, uh, yeah, my my kids don't which is a crime. I guess that's on me. It's my fault. But yes, I know what that is.
1: Yeah, now streaming on a service that uh, does not pay us, so we're not going to mention <laughs> that.
0: No no free ticket, baby. <laughs> no, you you no. want to talk about your stuff? You no ad reads, this. baby. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, be sure to enter in the the promo code. Uh, no free ad reads. <laughs> How are you doing, PJ?
0: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I, I'm, I'm doing amazing. And... Very excited uh, headed into the end of the year to reflect a little bit. I- I'm hoping that maybe uh, by the time I finish editing this, it won't be Valentine's Day or something, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Here's hoping. Fingers Here's crossed, open. right?
1: Um, but wanted to have a little discussion about uh, what we saw coming into uh, design systems practice this year, and then more so looking towards uh, the future and what we like to see.
0: That sounds great. I would, uh, I'm excited about this conversation
1: yeah i think we when we last started talking about trends and patterns we started talking about uh the infamous acronym alan iverson
0: that one that one isn't going away is it
1: uh that one isn't going away but i feel like maybe ai is being better understood now and more things than uh, llm um, i think previously uh, when we started talking about this i think uh it was before config uh, and it was before uh the idea of AI plugin helpers, like design helpers, to help you either uh, assist in creation of artifacts, uh, wizardry, wizardry of artifacts. Uh, but a lot of this was also focused on just uh, GPT and that that sort of thing. In the course of this year, what have you seen as uh, good examples of how we can leverage AI
0: uh, for design systems? I think that's still, I think that still remains to be seen. Um, I've been using it begrudgingly. I refuse to use it for any of my writing. Oh, that's good. Good on you. <laughs> but I have been. Yeah, I just I can't I can't I can't cross that line personally. Um, I have been using it. I have this weird side project. I'm working on my own Um, and I have used GPT to help me, you know, write some code that I'm like, yeah, I could figure this out. But it's, you know, it's 1040. and I'm an old man and I'm tired. Can you just do it for me? So that's been helpful. Um, I still think I still think. Using AI to um, parse through a design system's knowledge base and understand, uh, evaluate, you know, where the questions, you know, what questions are coming from customers, basically evaluating how a system is used and the pain points and the areas of improvement. To me, that seems like an obvious area to focus in on. Um, it gets into privacy. It gets gnarly, right? Like from a product standpoint, I could see that getting weird. Um who are we as an industry to avoid weird? So my guess is that we'll see something in that space in in the uh, in the year to come. To be honest,
1: yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a little bit of the opposite. Uh, I so I don't do a lot of writing uh, for work um, at Meta. I do have to do quite a bit of writing. I do I have to do either um, like case study type type writing, but then also uh, component technical writing. I, I suppose that's what it's called or um, documentation writing. And I would love to be able to use GP, something like GPT or our internal version to help me write that. So my specific example that I would like to use is, let's say I'm building a text input, I'm willing to bet one cabillion dollars that there's another doc site at Meta with text input guidelines on there. Kabillion, I'm willing to, a cabillion Davy Bucks, let's say that. Yeah. Kabillion baby Bucks or PJ Bucks.
0: <laughs> uh, I, kabillion that's a lot, man. And especially, uh, well with inflation, maybe not as much as it used to be, but.
1: But I, I'm willing to wager that I could crawl, uh, a different, a different site, uh, within our, um, IP to, to get that information. And I would love to be able to utilize stuff that's already written, embedded, and most likely written by a professional content designer. Uh, than me trying to scrape by, scrape through Figma files, summarize them on my own, try to document the behavior and then partially fail (laughs) on on the quality part.
0: I think that is, I hadn't put it through the lens of multiple design systems. That is another area of value is is evaluating multiple systems and helping visualize slash analyze the commonalities and the divergences from them.
1: Someone had asked us like, whether we audit other design systems and whether we are interested in talking about it. And I don't think this specific podcast is a vehicle for that. But in, in the past, like, if I were to look for something like text input or split input, I did Google my favorite design system. So I did go to Cedar. I went to Material. I went to Carbon. I could utilize some abstraction of those descriptions of those pages and get it as a starting point.
0: AI is going to continue to be a part of our lives. It ain't going away. Um, but I think, I think we're all trying to find our way in with this tool and what we're comfortable with doing and what we're not comfortable doing. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a journey for all of us as we, as we go in and and just kind of navigate.
1: It's very much trying to figure out what the jobs to be done are. So I had thought along with like the LLM related things that, uh, there's this whole talk just about, building and crawling data, right? So I think there there's a little bit of a conflation with um, AI and machine learning. So hypothetically speaking, like right now, I'll just speak in, in terms of Figma only, because that might be a little easier to grok. But or if I I wanted to see how many different places a pill component was used. Yeah, I could I could search it. That 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 would be feasible. So like there there is a mechanism to do that it would be nice if I were able to search it and see the instances of this, like there, there is tooling that sort of brings us part of this way, but I thought that's something that would be immediately useful. Like I'd like to see where these places are like these specific pieces of the, the interface are being reused.
0: We have seen some growth in, in analytics tools, specifically for design systems. I think they have a long ways to go before, before they're at a point where they're providing insight. Um, We're getting numbers, which is a great start, but okay, what the hell does that mean? Is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. Um, And that's, I think the next step is starting to provide meaning to what those numbers are and, and even how success is measured. When those numbers show up, uh, you know, is there a clear understanding of how it's calculated? You know, what the formula is? Can you adjust the formula? I don't think adoption is just a number that everyone should use the same calculation. I think a lot of it is, it has to be, you know, what's your definition of success and all right, tune that measurement of adoption based off of what you consider success to be. So I think that's where there's a lot of growth to be, to be had within that space, but I'm glad it's starting. That's good.
1: Yeah. That's always a touchy one. Cause I feel like, um, especially if it's adoption and it's related to any specific big company case study, they're not going to share shit with, anybody right
0: so,
1: no no um, no well, even the absence of sharing numbers so tools like the, the pinterest tool that you were involved with creating or omelet uh, which is made uh, by zeppelin being able to gather those those figures is like a big step in the positive direction now we need to figure out what yeah what all this means and like uh, big numbers isn't always like in, in our use case like having tens of thousands of instances of button okay cool yeah that's that's awesome like pat on pat on the back uh, X number of uh, detachments. Cool. What, but what, what does this mean in like great, greater scheme of things? And like one of my big, um, gripes and I, and I talked to like a design system, uh, office hours friend, Josh Harwood about this is like, uh, even the stats that are in Figma, uh, regarding just inserts and number of libraries and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's very basic. They have the ability to provide us with uh, slightly more, Data. They also have the ability to provide us some guidance on how we how we could use this uh, as a, a measuring mechanism.
0: Yeah, I, boy, the Figma analytics was a great was a great start three or four years ago, uh, and it's a damn shame that it hasn't gone any further than what it has. Uh, I, when I saw that initially, I saw the potential and got really excited. Um, it hasn't grown from there, and I don't I don't know any. I don't know any of the rationale behind anything that happens at Figma. So I'm not even going to try to guess, but it just, it, it, it bums me out that that's where I ended. It also was cool because it spawned the work that we did at Pinterest to, to take that a little bit further, but you know, it's uh, it's too bad because I think that's where a design systems team can, can go to the next level where they're making informed decisions based off of, of, of real observations of usage, as opposed to guessing and hoping and putting your thumb to the wind and saying, yeah, let's go work on that thing heavily biased but i i would love continued advances in telemetry because that's what's going to give the teams they need among other things but that's a big part of what is going to get them what they need to to make better better in product for designers and engineers
1: yeah big term at meta is signals so like i think a lot of times we talk about customer signals and this is also a customer signal like it just happens to be the product designers uh they're under a microscope, whether they know it or not. And we're looking and we're trying to understand how all the shit's being used. And like a lot of times, unfortunately, it's used uh, improperly. And like we could point the blame, obviously, at the designers that are using, utilizing this improperly, but we could also point the blame at ourselves to try to understand why. And is it because there's a lack of documentation? Is it because the, uh, the components are too complex? Is it because there's no code examples, no code snippets for people to uh, grab and go? Could be all of the above,
0: mm-hmm. and 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 to be just brutally frank, it don't matter uh, whose fault it is. Mm-hmm. It matters <laughs> that it ain't being used. Um, yeah. Excuses really don't cut it, um, and it doesn't it doesn't matter what they should or should not do. Are they doing it or are they not doing it? And how how are you gonna fix it? Um, that's ultimately what people are getting paychecks cut for is is solving problems. Until you have those numbers, it it you're just you know drowning your sorrows in frustration blind frustration <laughs> and so that's where these things begin to help it's because you can take a more targeted approach and, and start to hypothesize how you can solve the problem
1: yeah so that uh, this we're about at the halfway point so we could switch to what we would like to see i think we started to talk about what we'd like to see in the future measurement more measurement more adoption uh based tooling there's one sort of fuzzy area like we, we're digging into um uh, adoption based uh, and measurement based questions based on quant uh, but we don't have any sort of framework for uh, qualitative feedback and qualitative uh, numbers. So one thing that I, that I would love, uh, I, I doubt I'll be able to share, unfortunately sitting where I am uh, with, with my company, specific frameworks for measuring qualitative feedback. So I could talk about the mechanisms that we use, but I can't share our, our data. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be great to have a formalized approach on how we measure uh, usage um, from a qualitative standpoint, so we're utilizing the System Usability Scale. So I've been mm-hmm. surveying our designers for let's say about a year and a half. So in January, I'm going to survey them again. So I'll have two years worth of data under my belt. So I'll have two years worth of like the the Figma usage data itself, but then I'll have um, qualitative data based on satisfaction of the, the components, complexity, whether the the complexity number like gone up or gone down, uh, whether the integrations between uh, our components and our documentation and that relationship. And then I've just been gathering open feedback also for like the past year and a half, which has been like pretty pretty gold for us.
0: It's funny because I, I see so many barriers of entry for measuring design systems from a quantitative standpoint. I see no barriers of entry for qualitative understanding. <laughs> <They're> it's <not. laughs> literally just like open up Slack, like randomly choose a person, and ask them questions. You know, there's, it's obviously it can be more mature than that. There can be surveys, there can be, you know, a a cadence of asking questions, but, but, but even just starting like just, Hey, fella, gal, whomever, what do you think about the design system? What's working? What's not? Uh, and, and just that it's much more of a mental shift than like, than a techno- technological problem It's you know, the notion of taking a customer driven approach and understanding the needs of people. There's nothing getting in the way. It's a very low tech, high value <laughs> process that anyone can start today.
1: Yeah, I see a future blog post about this that we could write. I I've sort of delve more deeply into talking about all of this stuff, but maybe some of this stuff could be written and then we could have uh, some discourse on LinkedIn. But it's yeah. as my son would ask, like, do, do you like it? <laughs> Is it your favorite?
0: And and like, you know, you can, we can get in the weeds as to like the non, the ways to not ask leading questions and all that gobbledygook. But I would still say, I would still say asking that as like, even in a poorly formed sentence is arguably better than not asking at all, because at least then you can learn like, okay, I don't need to ask it that way, but at least I've started the conversation to understand, get input from other people.
1: The mechanisms that I've heard being used, so system usability scale is a great one just to Look at one or two specific feature areas or vectors. So, if you wanted to look at like your libraries or your documentation, there's more general customer satisfaction surveys that, like, I think, like, if you if you buy a car or if you uh, buy any sort of a uh, uh, big ticket item, you're gonna probably go through one of those things. Like, that's a little more tedious, and that sort of puts me back in the position where I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if I want to give ten minutes of my time to Toyota or whomever. To give them that feedback but there are a lot of times like just thinking about um mechanisms and feedback for for that like after you uh, get off a, a customer service call they usually have you do some sort of survey that's likert scale and i usually do those because i know that there's like some sort of incentive for the uh, operator that that's helping me
0: if you can build out a track record of whoever answers those questions gets gets a little you know you scratch my back i scratch mine um or Boy, that was poorly worded. Uh, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Uh, that's probably, that's actually correct. <laughs> I scratch my own back because why the hell not? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, that's where you know engagement starts to show up of like, look, if I take the time to fill out the survey and like this, you know, and I know that the team is going to fix this pain in my ass in the system, like it's worth it all of a sudden. And so this is, you know, it's such a simple thing and it's not, it's not rocket science. It, it can be, you know, you can get a PhD in this sort of thing, but you you can also not and just ask some questions um and get a better understanding for how to solve people's problems.
1: I'll give a specific meta use case, knowing that someone from Design tool may be listening. I'm gonna make them listen to this at this timestamp. But for instance, like we have a support forum. I just found that we have analytics based on our support forum. So number of likes, number of comments, and the top folks on our team answered something like for, for this year, we've answered about like 160 questions. Wow. like that's quite a bit right I guess especially if you have a five or six person team hundred twenty hundred fifty questions that's a lot but I have no uh ability to track like whether those were positive answers like whether I resolved them or not like I just know that I answered hundred and seventy questions cool
0: yeah well funny enough uh, boy we're getting into the topic of metrics but um one one thing i i I talk about how quantitative data is valuable but and I believe that um but But one thing I've noticed a pattern is like your first metric is just a gateway gateway drug to the next metric and the next metric and the next metric and And you just like it can just be you know a downward spiral into drowning in information that may or may not be valuable because you want more detail more more detail as we all do but then at some point the work just becomes data collection (laughs) you can go down a rabbit hole of of useless. Time, arguably useless time, if you don't cut it off at some point. Of like, look, this is enough. This is all. This we don't have enough now. We need a little bit more, but we do need to cut it off, or all we're going to be doing is collecting and analyzing data and not
1: actually acting on it. I mean, that was your that that was the red Facebook's problem, and that's our blue. The blue Facebook's problem is just like we're constantly collecting this data, and you're we have the ability to build dashboards on it, um, but we don't know how to extrapolate it. Another tie back to just uh, having some uh, framework to better understand analytics. Uh, I'll be um, surprised or not surprised to mention source of truth. And like this, uh, we'll continue to answer this or ask this question until design systems in general uh, moves beyond <laughs> its, it's uh, efficacy. One thing that I wanted to touch on I was in a panel about uh, data. Maybe that's why this has this sort of uh, been on top of my head. But there was a question about what is the design system source of truth? Some people said code, obviously. Some people said docs. Some people said Figma. It depends right
0: I hate that answer
1: <laughs> I hate that answer it's I, I I said it was I said it was code um, well I think one thing that I think could be improved is like we could uh, I think just is a very good example and congratulations on the salt team for winning the design system award uh, for this you know um, that, that's that's very 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 cool uh, I think that just does a very good uh, job at making sure that it's a place where both designers and engineers, go for information. It's not targeted specifically for any one stakeholder. It, it's much harder to maintain that uh, and it's much uh, hard I would say uh, it's much harder to see uh, documentation as like a one-stop shop for I think for most people. So like our documentation right now at Meta, I feel is probably more design leaning design and product leaning and I, I have the suspicion that most doc sites are that way. So when engineers want information, they go through a secondary tool, that has better search functionality, and they could just go and see code snippets right away. They don't mm-hmm. go; they don't bother going through our doc site and reading our uh, GPT-generated <laughs>
0: descriptions. Um, and so th- this is one reason why I think it's it's gonna out of the box design system solution is challenging at best, um, because the source of truth in many regards needs is dependent on what your what your what the design system's purpose is at for Gestalt when I, when I was there and, and, and responsible for the direction, the thing that I called out as ambitious and bonkers as it was, is that success is when Gestalt literally runs every experience that Pinterest makes everything internal tool Gestalt, obviously consumer app Gestalt marketing site Gestalt, everything Gestalt. That is the end game. That's when we like, all right, when, you know, victory and credits run. Um, and, and so to that point, having it in Figma or in code or any touch point like that was too narrow because we had, we had to be in a neutral spot where anyone could access it regardless of focus org function didn't matter. Uh, it had to be in one place to where they, they knew like I can, I can access that no matter what. Um, and if you have a browser, you could access Gestalt and that was the thinking. So that's why we put our quarterly newsletters, our weekly updates, obviously our guidelines our standards for accessibility content went in there at some point. And the goal was to get everything, you know, everything in the site, which is an IA nightmare. I acknowledge that. And if everything's in the site, nothing's in the site. I also acknowledge that, but trying to find a way to, to put it in and organize it so that if you had a question about Gestalt, just go to the site. That's it. Just go to the site. Nothing else matters. So that was, that's my point of view on it, but that's because that was our goal for Gestalt. If it's not the goal to make everything, then maybe a website isn't necessary. Maybe you can be in Figma. I wouldn't necessarily do that, but who the hell am I? It might work for your company.
1: Yeah, the, it depends also touches on like access to tooling, like, like resourcing, that sort of thing. Like I was trying to explain that I didn't think Figma was the, the source of truth. I did say that Figma is most likely what the most uh, amount of designers on Meta are going to interface with. I would say if there was some number on stats with uh, people viewing the component in Figma versus people viewing the docs site, I would say it's some number. I probably don't even want to blur out. It's like some very low number, and it would even diminish. It would, if someone saw it, it might give the wrong impression that it diminishes the value of the documentation, which is like not good. So, and you and I talked about this in the, like in the past. Like, if trying to understand what the source of truth is, maybe we need to bring some of that from the docs site into into Figma. So then I started using the metaphor of um, the Figma is just our window into the source of truth it's where we're working right but it's our window and maybe engineering has a different window uh that they they start with first but then they it should still pull from some central location which is the doc site
0: <laughs> it's just so much easier uh, it is, it's so much easier yeah. Yeah, um,
1: yeah so that's some that's one i'm sure on our uh, 98th episode next year or m- years from now we'll uh, uh talk about that um uh, this seems like it the source of truth thing This seems, seems to keep coming up,
0: yeah, and, and it probably will continue too because people are people and the uh, we don't change, um, and so that's this. This is a psychological game by this, I mean, design systems is a psychological game more than anything, it's understanding human behavior and trying to work around its eccentricities to align groups and organizations.
1: We're about to hit uh, almost a 30 minute point. We're going to try to do some slightly shorter episodes. Uh, it was great talking to you, PJ, and uh, you know, understanding what the source of truth is, which is obviously me, right? I'm obviously.
0: It's I like, the person who sings the Super Mario Brothers.
1: Yeah, Jingle. I'm, the, I'm the Michael Jordan of the podcast. I was going to say Design Systems. <laughs> <laughs> you're,
0: you're here first. David just said he's the Michael Jordan of Design Systems.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's a LeBron James of design systems or Steph Curry of design systems.
0: You know, I don't even know how to extrapolate that. Um, that is a, a <laughs> another podcast episode for another time.
1: I am the Malik Monk of design systems, so no one outside of probably the Sacramento or LA or Charlotte area or Kentucky would know who that is.
0: Uh, yeah, you lost me. Uh, so I'm going to say yes. You, I will, I will support that 100. percent
1: yeah. Thank you so much, UJ. Thanks, yeah. man.